and welcome to another episode of the Ready Game. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Ready Game Fuck. We can just restart. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ready Fight Podcast, uh, the podcast where we talk about video games, movies, TV, comics, everything else that's geek related. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Martin, and with me is my co-host, Nathaniel. Woo! That tune was hot fire, bro. Where did we get that tune from? Ah, uh, straight off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who made that tune? Tell them, share. What tune? The intro tune. I talked about it last week. Oh, did you? I was at a wedding. <laughs> well, whoever you are, thanks for it's making that. my friend that. David. David, excellent tune, excellent music. That's going to be a sweet intro, and uh, it's already got us our first sponsor. Did you know that? Yep. Yes. Today we are sponsored. We are happy to announce a partnership with the 20, 30-year-old game. It's pretty old. I, d- I don't know. When it's Today's old. program, round two uh, of Ready Fight Podcast, is brought to you by HeroQuest. HeroQuest, it's a lot of fun. Greg, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, man. Um, that is not the official tagline. We just were, that's what they gave us. We're itching for sponsors. When they sponsored us, yep. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm um, all right. Just was playing The Witcher before you got here. Yes, we might We might talk about that. We're going to have kind of a packed show. We're going to try to keep this close to an hour, um, but we got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, I was at a wedding last week, so I'm sure you all listened to the excellent Steven Skull episode, mini-sode. Yep. Thank you for doing that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was a blast. <laughs> I liked your um, sub subheadline or whatever it's called with the, uh, Nathaniel is busy this week, so I got two guys that aren't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny, if you know those two people. Anywho... Um, yeah, we're talking games this week. Um, actually, the reason I brought up last week's episode is you were talking Resident Evil, and right. that is maybe my favorite series of all time, so I want to talk about that. It's an appropriate time to do that with the Resident Evil 2 remake, um, getting a lot of hype and getting ready to be released in January, so we'll cover that. Um, if you didn't know, and you're living under a rock, the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer had, uh, the first gameplay trailer had come out this week, actually I think it was Thursday, um, and it looks absolute fire so of course rockstar anything they put out we're going to talk about that as well and then at the end of the show or towards the end greg what are we talking about on the movie side of things um we're going to go through marvel current state of affairs uh at this point i feel like a lot of people have seen infinity war um i watched it the other day with pat and kyle it was the first time they saw it and they had some interesting things to say um as with most people i feel like when I go to the theater, I see these movies with people, and then there's, you know, the post credit scene. Sure. And they're like, I have no idea they what didn't that means. Get that. <laughs> no, that's all right. They don't. So I'm going to dive a little bit into that stuff. Did they like it? Yeah. They did. Yep. Even, even Kyle. Yep. Wow. All right. That's something that's, that's a resounding uh, endorsement for that movie right there alone. Right. He hates everything. Um, okay, cool. So we are ready to go. We're going to do a, a really quick news snippet here today. I wanted to talk about something that I thought was super interesting. Um, if you've been paying attention, um, IGN did a review this uh, this week that came out for a game called Dead Cells. Um, and this is kind of like a Metroidvania is right. kind of the genre that, that's been coined. It's free on PSP, uh, PlayStation Plus, right? I believe so, yep. Um but they did a review of it. They gave it a 9.7, and the editor that reviewed it, his name is Philip Mewson. I think I'm saying that right. 
or Mewchin. Um, he is the now host, or was the host of their NVC um, podcast or show. It was called Nintendo Voice Chat, um, where they talked on all things Nintendo. Um, they had other editors in the past that had led that show. It was a very popular show for him. And, um, the other editors had left to do different things or what have you. Um, and he had become the main host. Anyway, um, the kind of crazy thing is he put up this review um, for Dead Cells. And as IGN will do, they have a video. Um, right. They have a cool edited video of this review. And it, it mainly, uh, his voiceover, Philip's voiceover on this video mainly reflects exactly what the text is in his review, uh, whatever he writes. Um, however, it wasn't long after that review went live um, that a gentleman from Boomstick Gaming who... Uh, runs his own YouTube channel uh, called Boomstick Gaming. I'm sorry, I don't know his name right now. But he put up a very interesting video saying that IGN had copied his review. And he puts a side-by-side video of his review. Right. As opposed to this Philip Mewchin's um, review. And we'll post a link to it on the Facebook page. Um, it is really interesting and it is extremely difficult if you watch that to not draw correlations between the two two videos. Um right. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on plagiarism, Greg? Um, I'm all are you for afraid? it. Uh, I think, you know, there's only a certain amount of things that you could say. Like, all reviews are, you know, going to follow uh, the right. same path. They're going to talk about certain things. Um, and it's even, you know, more when you're just taking a short clip of a game or gameplay. It's hard to come up with your own stuff. Whether or not he copied it word for word, I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, it looks very similar. It sounds very similar. Um, it looks like you know yeah. the, the stereotypical copy paste and then rearrange words and <laughs> certain new words that you might have done in high school <laughs> to write a paper <laughs> or even college. So, for those who haven't heard it or don't know what I'm talking about, I have actually some of the transcript from both of those, and this was uh, put out by. A website, Kotaku, if you don't know what Kotaku is, it's a very famous uh, games website. So I'll read something from Boomstick Games, the YouTube channel that did the original Dead Cells review, or their Dead Cells review, and then I'll read what uh, IGN's Dead Cells review is, and you, you kind of be the judge. So Boomstick, here's a um, an ex- excerpt from there. So Boomstick says, Dead Cells only falter slightly, with some repetition setting in, especially on the early areas and during longer play sessions. Uh, IGN's video uh, read like this. Dead Cells does falter slightly with some repetition, but it's only felt in earlier areas and during extended play sessions. So that seems almost not word for word, but but very, very similar. Okay, here's another excerpt. Dead Cells figures out an intriguing way to have your roguelike and Metroidvania experience all in one by focusing on your failures and encouraging you to try something new the next time. This is IGN's. Dead Cells strikes a perfect and engaging balance between the Metroidvania and roguelike experiences by focusing on your failures and urging you to experiment every time you do fail. Um, I could go on and on. There's many examples. Almost, you know, the entire review, it seems like, was copied. It seems like right. he thought he was being smart. I'm just speculating right. here. Well, they pulled it, so... They pulled it, yep. And the interesting thing is, um, Kotaku did a little bit of research all the way back, because this Philip Miuchin guy started out as a YouTuber, too, I believe, investigating and found out that he did uh, a review for FIFA 18 for Switch, 
And that was awfully. They have little excerpts from his review on that and Nintendo Life, a, a website, I guess, or a magazine called Nintendo Life. And they have excerpts from that as well, and they're also strikingly similar. So who knows? Maybe it's all just a huge coincidence. Maybe he's been plagiarizing <laughs> reviews for quite some time. It sounds like the latter. As a journalism major who does nothing with his degree, I will tell you that that is kind of like the ultimate no-no, right? You can't do that. Um, if I were editor-in-chief at IGN, I would have taken the same step. I mean, what are you going to do? Keep this guy around? It's, it's, right. it's not... Doesn't look too good on their part. So if you're if you're really interested in this story, um, you can go to. Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging him here, but <laughs> Philip uh, Miochin also has a Twitter page uh, where he posts his YouTube video, a link to his YouTube video um, detailing his accurate, uh, you know, with his response. I think it's kind of a weak one. Um, he apologizes, not really for the act, but for people that he heard and IGN so great and blah, 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 blah. Don't take it out on them, but he doesn't really explain too much about why he's in this mess. So, right. That's the news on that. I just thought it was an interesting story. Any final thoughts? Um, I hope we're not plagiarizing any other podcast out there. I think that in 20 years going forward, every other podcast will be plagiarizing us. We will be the template. Don't you think? <laughs> what did I do? Did I slap the table too long? Oh, I'm being told not to do that. Well, I'm just so... Ad- I, could, I could edit all this out. I'm just so adamant about us being <laughs> just the ultimate I'm, template. I'm trying to record, uh, like, make our voices sound better, <laughs> okay. so I'm messing with this, but it's picking up, like, everything. everything like, okay. I can hear people outside and shit. Okay. Well, edit all, yeah. We'll yeah. This could all be edited. Okay. All right. Um... So crazy. So that's that's the news. Uh, we're doing a short news snippet. Oh, Greg has one other piece of news. We always are going to try to do this whenever the new um, uh, Games for Gold or PlayStation Plus games come out. Just announce them. Make sure you're aware of them. Um, for PlayStation, it's Mafia 3 this month and uh, Dead by Dead Daylight. By Daylight. Oh. And Xboxes. For Honor and Forza Horizon 2. There you go. So for- some pretty big titles this month. Forza Horizon 2, awesome game. Um Super awesome game. Mafia 3 never played it. Looks really cool. A lot of people are playing it on PlayStation. A lot of my friends are. There you go. So cop cop all that. um, Free to play. So uh, that will kind of conclude our news section. Now we want to talk about some games that I am very excited for. Again, listening to the podcast last week, uh, I heard these gentlemen talking about Resident Evil. We barely talked about it. Barely talked, but it was my favorite part. Not that it wasn't all excellent. But... uh, Resident Evil. Um, I love Resident Evil as a series um, through its ups and downs. The original game, I remember playing with my brother growing up, uh, and it is probably responsible for putting me on this path of gaming here. Um, You know, I played video games certainly before that, but that was, I just always remember so much about playing that game for the first time. So I want to talk about the Resident Evil 2 remake. Yep. You saw the trailer. Yep. You've played the games? I have. Have you played seven? I know you watched Pat play seven. I like minimally played it. Okay. Um, I probably will play it when I'm done playing The Witcher and God of War, which I don't see in your hands, so I don't <laughs> think you brought with you. Oh, that's right. I did forget that. That's all right. Thanks. Well, well I, I live right down the road. <laughs> so let's talk about the trailer. So Capcom came out, uh, announced what people have been waiting for since probably the first Resident Evil remake back on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there were plans to make a Resident Evil 2 for GameCube a remake, um, but it would have delayed the Resident Evil 4 release, so that got scrapped. But uh, Capcom came out in E3, released an awesome trailer for Resident Evil 2. 
you saw the trailer. What did you think? Uh, the first, like, ten seconds were a bit annoying because it was, like, the rat view. You didn't like that? No, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't care that it's looking at cans and then they're all rolling around. But then it got super awesome. It did, yeah. Um, so there's actually two different trailers from what I understand. And uh, there's that E3 extended trailer that has that rat view or whatever. Right. Um, and then they kind of redid, like, a different gameplay trailer oh, with I different looks. It's a little bit shorter. But go on, tell me your thoughts. Um... What's his name is back? Leon S. Kennedy. That, well, I mean, he's back and he's got some nice looking hair. He's, <laughs> Leon is <laughs> a, got, a dreamy young man. He's There's got no that denying. nice boy band haircut. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the lieutenant that everybody's a fan of uh, starts with an M. Uh, I can't remember. Are you talking about the guy in the police station that yeah. gets eaten? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I know who you're talking about. Fan but, favorite. Yeah, just the dude that turns into a zombie. Yep, yep. He, he, he's back in there. Um, some other characters that showed up notably in the trailer, of course, Claire Redfield shows up. Right. Sherry Birkin shows up. Mr. X, and do you know who Mr. X is? Yep. He shows up, um, and then it, I would I would bet my life on it that Ada Wong shows up in the trailer. It's yeah. a silhouette of a, a woman that looks very much like her. Right. So I think uh, looks good. It looks amazing. Um, the graphical, in fact, uh, whatever that lieutenant's name is or whatever. There's a scene in there, I remember watching it, right when you see his face, you're like, holy shit, this is super, this is almost next-gen-ish, how good right. that game looks. And as far as the rat thing goes, I actually thought that was really cool, because it makes you wonder, I think they did that strategically, is there going to be some sort of VR... Or first-person... Component to right. it. Yep. I mean, with the success of Resident Evil Seven, I right. you guys talked about it a little bit. Right. And I was why when I was, we were I was rewatching. I was thinking about bringing that up. Is it going to be? Do you think it's going to be a first person view of the game? I would think there has to be some sort of element. I mean, for the amount of time that they have put into this development, obviously they were working on this side by side with Resident Evil Seven at some right. point. And just given how much people liked Resident Evil Sevens, I mean, it really. It really was fucking scary. It yeah. put you in there. I mean, well, it's easy to do in the VR world, right? Like, uh, even now when scary movies come out, like, um, what is it? The what's the one with the nun and the the conjuring or whatever, right? Or the nun, I think, is the new one. That is the new <laughs> one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they have, you know, now they have like interactive trailers where you right. can put your headset on, and it's easy to get scared in VR. Um, but to do it as well in Resident Evil Seven, I mean, I dare anyone to play a prolonged session like that it's, mm -hmm. it's just too intense you need breaks and it's it's fucking scary so i can't wait to see re2 as good as it looks being developed by cap uh by capcom of course uh it's releasing january 25th you had mentioned leon shows up in the trailer it's really cool like it, it really harkens back to the the original resident evil trailer with the mm -hmm. or, or the opening scene where the zombie bites the guy and then kind of turns his head and you just see his mouth that with gore coming all down an exact same thing happens in this trailer and right. then the zombie gets shot in the head and it falls down and leon kennedy's behind him it's gonna very very much mimic re4's vantage point over the shoulder it looks like um what are some things that you're what would you like to see in this game what are you hoping for just based move on and shoot. move and shoot that yeah. would be cool yep that's always been my drawback to those games yeah like i understand that like it, it adds a certain element and some people might like that. Don't like the tank controls? I mean, it, it's rough stuff <laughs> when you're just stationary. And, like, it, it's the evolution of gameplay. You have to change with the times, right. right? Right. I mean, yeah, they get a lot of people who are obviously going to complain if you're able to move and shoot. 
but they're, they're going to be like, oh, this isn't the Resident Evil game of days past. Mm-hmm. This isn't your granddaddy's Resident Evil anymore. <laughs> so what did you think of when they jumped to first person with Resident Evil 7? What did you think? I liked it. You think um, that if they, when 8 comes out, you think they should do the same thing? I mean, like you said, I think it really adds something to uh, the experience. Mm-hmm. It makes it more intense yeah. because you don't have that, uh, you know, kind of like bird's eye view or right. third person view line of sight of everything. Right. So things can sneak up on you. You only have, you know, that little peripheral. So I think I'm all for the first person view. We'll get into this next, but I mean, um, Resident Evil 7 for me is one of my favorites. It's not my favorite, but it is really far up there for me. I, so it's four your favorite? It's two your favorite? Uh, one is my favorite. One is your favorite. One, one is my favorite easily, just because, uh, the, like, for what it means the to me personally. Yeah, for <laughs> it's very sentimental about your Resident Evil. I mean, I, I love the tackiness of the intro trailer from the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, the setting, like, it doesn't. That is Resident Evil to me, a scary mansion. You know, like, right. I'm fine with the direction that it's gone in, but you know, think like I, I can tell. Well, we'll get into that. Well, like seven got up, you know, was back to that because it exactly. Took place yep. in, a big old dump. And house. it was scary as hell. And right. you'd go down into the catacombs and stuff right. like that. And <clears throat> it was awesome. Yeah, for me, I'm looking for a couple things. Um, I mean, right, okay, so we talked about the graphics. I think one of the coolest things that I think that this remake will be able to do is show those villains. Like, you had William Birkin, right? He was the bad guy, the, the G-series mm-hmm. enemy or whatever, the G-virus. And he had so many different forms in RE2, and he transformed, and you you know, there were these scenes where an eye would pop out, and you know, you were seeing that before a boss fight, him always evolving. I mean, how cool is that going to be to see in, like, really, you know, right. uh, 4K, right. just gloriousness, it's going to be so cool. So, the enemy transformations, the bosses, that huge alligator, you know, I can remember how polygonal and blocky that mm-hmm. crocodile or alligator looked like. That boss is going to take on a different level. Um the super tyrant that was cool um and then what i this is like just a huge bonus that will never make it into that game but what i would love to see is i went to the midwest gaming convention did you go to that with pat no okay you know what i'm talking about yeah. they had a room i'm there. not a nerd you're not a nerd um they had a room there that had old uh video games that maybe some were vaporware or something like mm-hmm. things like that one of the most famous uh, examples of vaporware is Resident Evil 1.5. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So that was the game that they had made. They started production on Resident Evil 2 a month after the release of 1, uh, but they didn't know how successful it was going to be. It was kind of like a Final Fantasy thing, right? right? They didn't think that... So the original Resident Evil 2 game uh, that got scrapped, that was going to tie up all the loose ends. It was just going to be done after that, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still took place in like a police station in Raccoon City. Kind of the same story but a different character instead of Claire Redfield that was this lady named Elsa Walker. Long story short, they had that and it's almost in its entirety there at the Midwest Gaming uh, Convention. And I played uh, some cool parts to it. It was, it was, I'd always wanted to play that game and it was really just awesome to, um, to kind of get some time with it. So I thought it'd be cool if that was in there as like a little bonus, you know, yeah. like just the old game. It will never happen, but um yeah, so we're stoked uh, for Resident Evil 2. It's going to be amazing. Uh, not not too much longer of a wait. Anything else you want to say about RE2? Or? Not really. Not really? Here. I think uh, 5 was probably my favorite. Oh. With a co-op. That is insane that 5 is... That is probably... 
Well, no. Six is my least favorite. <laughs> All right. The well, co-op was we, I was having a discussion with Pat and Kyle. They could remember. Was six the one where you were the squad? The Umbrella Corp squadron? Six was where you were all those different characters. You were Leon. Um, you were... Do you know the one I'm talking about? There was a game. Uh, Pat bought it. I I don't know what happened. Well, they have like Resident Evil Outbreak. That was the online games. They had Resident Evil Survivor, which was the the shooting games. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. It was I don't a, remember a squad. On, so I'm trying to remember who. You, I, you were. You could pick a member for a squad. You'd either pick, you know, like a heavy, uh, like soldier type, okay. like uh, you know, like a fast type character off of a Umbrella Corps sure. squadron, okay. and then. You play as that character. No, I'm pretty sure that was not six because six continued the storyline with Leon, and there was that girl you could play as. I'm trying. There were like four. Oh yeah, that's right. And then there was that young dude that was Wesker's kid. You could play as him. I don't remember um, six. Then. Six was terrible. Six. Oh, I remember six. Yeah, I, I do. Remember Pat pictures about six yeah. all the time. Yeah. I remember. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where I remember six from. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um. Five for me, the co-op element is cool, right? Like if if you if you play the that's whole why game, I loved it because it's, you know right, it was fun, it was done well for kind of Resident Evil's first experiment in that. But that is really where the story just gets goofy for me, right? Like I could do without five, I could Chris do without Shiva? six. Come on, she was such a integral part of the plot. And then it doesn't help anymore that I can't remember. I have not seen. Maybe I have. I don't know all the Resident Evil movies, but then they yeah. You know, with Jill Valentine coming back in five. Another thing, I won't get too into this, we're probably way over time, but I remember writing an article on Resident Evil 5, and when they, Capcom did a really shitty job of keeping surprises in that game, uh, Jill Valentine is dressed up as like a, I don't know, total mysterious figure, um, and they kind of just like spoiled the surprise in the uh, in the, the release up to that game. They had a trailer where you could clearly tell, you know, that it was her. Um but five just gets a little too loopy for me. I enjoyed it, but right. I'm going to rank him right now. My head is fast. I go six, five. Um, oh boy, I guess I got us. I love three, but I. It's not better than I'll, I'll say three, four, two, one. Oh, and seven. Seven probably fits in between three and and two. I really like seven. So one, two, seven, three, four. I don't know, six, five, something like that. How about you? Um, I mean, I think I've played one, two, four, five, and like half an hour seven. But I've watched Pat play like all of seven. Who do we got here? There he is. Oh, friend of the show is home. home. You guys remember Pat from last week's episode? He was notoriously drunk talking about Steven Seagal. And we're back. And we are back. Took a little break. Pat's making noise. <laughs> Pat's making noise. Uh, today's podcast, just a reminder, is brought to you by Hero Quest. Uh, if you want to be a hero, Quest. There you go. Um, it's a so, great game. <laughs> and they're sponsoring us. So they were waiting 20 years for the right sponsor. They heard our podcast and they came along again. Hero Quest. If you uh, want to be a hero. Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. So well, honestly, I didn't play the first one. Wow. It's pretty much Grand Theft Auto in the West. I don't think... Uh, I'm not sure you're going to like this one. You had recently started playing The Witcher, yeah. and it was too much game for you, you said, after the first 30 it's, minutes. I mean, I've been playing it since then pretty much nonstop. 
But yeah, man, it, games like this, there's just too much to do. There's too much. I prefer something on rails. Like linear. Linear, yeah. Well, then you're not going to like this game, I don't think. I would like it. I wish all this stuff came out when I was like 14 years old. Red Dead Redemption, um, since we're talking about like favorites for Resident Evil 2, I would say that that is my favorite Rockstar game. It was, I have very fond memories of it. It was awesome. I love, of course, I love the Grand Theft Autos. Um, yeah, but what Grand Theft Auto circa 1890. Yeah, yeah, it's fair, it's fair to say. Um, or earlier, I don't know what it's supposed to take place. No, actually, that's very, so, uh, Red Dead Revolver, that's the actual very first game right. that came out for Xbox. Not a lot of people remember that. Well, um, I remember. <laughs> that was set, I believe, in 1880. So technically, if I'm saying this right, that would be the first one. Then Red Dead Redemption came out. That was set 1911 or 1912. Um, and Red Dead Redemption 2 serves as a game in between those two, a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. It happens in, I believe, 1898 or, I don't know, something like that. It's 11 <laughs> years old. it. 11 years before Red Dead Redemption 2. So, um, so yeah, the trailer, they, they had already had kind of a, a trailer come out, but it was more cinematic. They were touting for a long time that they were going to release a gameplay trailer here. Um, and it's like, it's a really in-depth six-minute-long trailer. Um, I watched it, it, like all Rockstar trailers. Um, it just kind of puts the hype level up to 11. It looks awesome. They're going to have more trailers on different gameplay and stuff like that. But what I took away from this is just the really insane amount of detail Um that right. you're going to be playing this game. And right. It's a living, breathing world, maybe unlike anything they've created before. You know, from the flora and fauna, the animals, things like that, um, down to just what's what was really cool is it looks like you're going to be part of the Vanderlyn gang, which is um, in the Red Dead and Red Dead Redemption. Uh, you play as James Marston, who came from that game, if I remember correctly, if I'm telling this right. Mm-hmm. So this gang is going to be traveling around. There's going to be elements of like you'll have to fend for your gang. You're going to have to right. go hunting to, you know, help. You're going to have to provide for, for members of your gang and almost like a, a, the Sims almost part of it, you know? Right. And like <clears throat> some people might not know by a living game, you mean that elements of the game change, whether you interact with them or not. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, there's going to be, you know, there will be a world that's always going on right. around you, whether you're in that area. Or right. Not, you know, it pervades throughout the entire game, which Again, it's not really anything new for Rockstar, but I, I think just based off this trailer and knowing how big of a game this is going to be for them, um, take a look at it. It looks awesome. There's going to be a ton of shit to do. One thing that I found interesting was the fact that because society is progressing and you're outlaws that you have to, the game makes you like pack up and move your camp yeah like for, exactly like, yeah away from civilization yep it made it sound like you're not going to be able to stay in one place for too long so aside from all the missions that you're going to have to do to progress your story you're going to have to be cognizant of the fact that hey maybe this camp only has so much time your outlaws on their own right so and if there's anything we know about outlaws they have like an antipathy uh for civilization sure yeah <laughs> it looks cool once again i mean like Man, how long is the game going to be? You know, 100 hours, 200 hours? Well, there are people, believe it or not, out there that enjoy that sort of stuff like me. Yeah, but you're a working man. You have a wife. You have a life. <clears throat> yeah, but when those games come out, all that stuff takes a backseat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I played Mass Effect games, I usually log, you know, anywhere between 80 and 100 hours. 
because I'm a completionist, so I do every single side quest. Mm -hmm. Where The Witcher, it's just nonstop. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Uh, when these games come out, like I remember when Grand Theft Auto V came out, you know, I have a schedule. I go to work, whatever, get home, and I might devote an hour or two to games every night or whatever I'm playing at that time. But when games like this come out, it's funny, obviously, you know, I, I will tell my wife, I'll say, hey, this game is coming out. You know, I'm going to be Goodbye. busy. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And I get I'm home. I'm leaving for the war. <laughs> right. And I, I remember when Grand Theft Auto V came out, I would come home and I would play till bedtime for like two weeks straight. You, you know? have bedtime? Yeah, I do. Yes. <laughs> till, till bedtime, yeah. <laughs> it's not even a school day. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, I work very early. Right. I try to make sure. No, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I wish stuff like this came out when I was like 14 and I had nothing else going well, on. All right. Yeah. I think what you mean to say is you wish that you didn't have to work. Right. And I didn't have other <laughs> responsibilities. School. Right. No, that, and that's funny that you say that, because one of the reasons that I loved Red Dead Redemption was I was unemployed when it, when it came out, and I there was nothing stopping me from just playing it all day long, right. doing all the little side quests. Not to mention, we, we have an idea of how big this game is going to be, and by an idea, I mean we know it's going to be huge. Right. But when you think about Grand Theft Auto V, that game is still going. Rockstar yeah. supports that. They have made probably a billion dollars off that game. And it's probably not going to be any... That I wrote down here some things I'm excited to see. In the original Red Dead, uh, they had that Undead Nightmare DLC. Do you remember that? Yep. It was zombies. Yep. I'm sure they'll do something like that again. And then they're going to take it to the next level and support it, I would assume, like GTA. This is a game where people will be playing... Horse races. Un until Grand Theft Auto Six comes out. Right. You know? Um, and I'm excited to see what kind of stuff they have. You know, like the content now that comes out for GTA Five. there's massive racetracks that are suspended right. above the city just you know right totally fantastical things i'm excited to see what they do in a wild west era for that um but on top of that some other things i'm really excited for given that it's a prequel to red dead uh i believe dutch vanderland was the he was in red dead uh, and you had clues that he was the leader of this gang um that james marston was a part of back in the day this seems to be the gang that you're going to be in, um, so you should be able to interact with him. You, I believe your wife, you met your wife in the original Red Dead game from that group. I think her name was Abigail, if I'm remembering that correctly, so maybe you'll be able to see him. Of course, you'll see James Marston. I know they've already shown that. Um, the actor, James Marston? No, uh, James Marston is the guy's name. Oh, Marston. Marston. And, oh, I did um, <laughs> Probably saying that. I'm almost positive it's James Marston from Red Dead Redemption, so get at me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, I'm sure everyone will. Um, but, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. I thought a really, really cool thing would be um, if they could even throw, because this is taking place after Red Dead Revolver, if they threw some little nods to that game oh, uh, as well. Yeah, without a doubt. So we'll see. Um, again, I mean, it's, it's going to be a Rockstar game. It's going to get a bazillion perfect tens right uh, game of the year game of the year stuff which kind of sucks for me because i just think without a doubt god of war should be game of the year before anything else comes out but when does red dead 2 come out october 27th i mm. want to say um but no i i'm, I'm kind of kidding about that i mean if red dead is that great of a game which it will be i just i really well i haven't god played god of war and if only you didn't bring if it. i only would have brought it for you yes um you will play that. But that's like, a game you might not like because while it's it's, it's not 
It's not open world, but it's not linear either. It's 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 somewhere like, in between. It is. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the sandbox. I'm fine with the open world. Like MGS Five, open world, huge map. Um, huge multiple maps, but what I find daunting is the grind, the crafting. Oh, you have to go here, then here, then mm-hmm. here, then here, then back to here. And like the Witcher, I, I know I keep on coming back to it. Right. But it's like you're doing a quest, and they're like, "Oh, you need to go pick this flower, sure. and you need to go get this salt." And I'm like. Where the fuck do I get this shit? <laughs> it doesn't tell you. Right. You're like, oh, well, you have to walk around and ask people, and you have to talk to like 50 million sure. peasants who are like, arg, and ah, you witcher bastard, get out of my face. <laughs> and it's just like, ugh, come on. The good thing, not to get off topic here, the good thing about God of War, what God of War does really well, is even though it presents you with this pretty large world, all the side quests are things that you want to do, and they're not, they present these side quests in kind of a linear linear form right. like hey okay you can either uh, there are characters in there that you're constantly with um that will say what do you want to do do you want to venture off and do this this is how we do that right. or do you want to continue along you know our next mission that we should do i think um, i just want to play it because everybody <laughs> keeps on talking about the axe and how it's amazing right and it makes a sweet noise and it, it makes the controller rumble when it's like coming back to you and stuff We'll talk about that one in the next All podcast. Right. I have, when I play it, when you bring it, you let me I could do it. I could do like a three-hour show on everything God or It's just it's just so awesome. But anyway, Red Dead Redemption Two comes out in October twenty-seventh, I believe. You'll want to check recheck that date. I think I know it's the end of October. It it's going to blow everyone's expectations out of the water. I'm sure. If you haven't seen the trailer, we'll put up a link on our Facebook page. So check it out. Love it. Get at us what you think of it and all that stuff. Anything else you want to say on Red Dead Redemption? Nope. All right, well, this is a transition to movies. This is your gig here. Let's go. Uh, First thing, um, Venom trailer. What'd you think? Venom trailer. Um, Second trailer kind of looks like shit. I wouldn't say that. I'm more excited about it than I was. I think, you know, I think Tom Hardy is an awesome actor. I don't think a lot of people would argue that. But they're just doing another movie where you can't understand what he's saying. (laughs) There's, There's some... Stuff going on on the internet where they talk about apparently there's it sounds like Venom says turd. Yeah, well he does he does say it, and I don't know if it's supposed to uh, like emulate you know Venom banter from comic books. Sure. I didn't really read a lot of Venom stuff. I don't know if you have uh, enough here and there. Usually not not his solo comics, but right. just whenever he's like in a Spider Man comic or something, right. I get enough. Um, so yeah, he he calls somebody a turd, <laughs> which is you know whatever. I don't know. Did they come out with a rating? Is it PG thirteen? Did they well, dial it back? I, I thought it was. I th- from what I've been reading, it sounds like it was expected to be R. Right. I think they made it as R, but, but now, now, now Sony reading, is like, yeah, no. I've been reading articles that say you were going to tone that back a little right. bit. So um, then there's going to be the director's cut, yeah, yeah, which is whatever. I mean, I, I just wish I understand. Um, which I mean, the bounds of PG thirteen, I you know, it's obviously changed in cinema. Because, I mean, look, Rick and Morty says fuck now on cable right. all the fucking time. Right, right, I mean, look how many times we're swearing in this fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's like that South Park episode. Right. Which, <laughs> South Park, stuff like that. I mean, what what do they get away with right. as far as gore and swearing and the sexual content? Even though I don't think that's going to be a part of this movie. But, I don't know. Some symbiote action. Uh, that's action the other thing. No, they're like, oh, there's six symbiotes in the movie, and it's going to be Riot and all these other ones that nobody cares about. It's like, it, should it just be Venom and Carnage? 
Like, just, just well, the things that people care about. They did an interview with the director. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he had he had not ruled out. He wouldn't say that Carnage isn't in the movie. Right. Um, so, so it's going to be like an end credit scene yeah. or something, you know? Right. Just um, like which, they won't say that this is a part of the Marvel Universe. Right. It's a sideline to my, it. My concern about Venom is that's kind of... I don't know where all this ever since this relationship with Sony and Marvel has kicked in, you know, where clearly right. Marvel has the rights to Spider-Man. They're doing their own thing. Right. I don't know. Well, they're doing the scrolls too. Well, right with Captain Marvel and stuff yep. like that. But I don't know where this vet is. Is this going to connect? I'm interested to see. Is this going to connect? Right. What if the movie comes out and sucks? Is Marvel just going to disassociate itself with it? Well, once again, <laughs> it depends. I mean, just Tom Tom Holland in it. You know, if they put Tom Holland well, in the scene, now, right. you know, then everybody's gonna be like, "All right, it's kind of sucks, but it's tied in, so we can right. hope for something better." Right. Then that that might not be. I, you know, I'm gonna hold this, reservations until I see it. Regardless, my problem is, I think that they're these Hollywood guys took away what everybody actually likes about Venom and what they think people like about Venom. Like, he's just got all these, like, what, I don't know what you want to call them, like, spiral tentacles sure. coming off of him, like, hitting shit. Like, just put him in the suit and have him do cool shit. He doesn't need to be Tom Hardy on a motorcycle with well, it does a little, tendrils it, flying off. That worries me a little bit when you see this, like, Gumby shit going on right. with each other, right? Where he's, like, he does the motorcycle jump and then, you know, f- from my expectations of Venom are just to be ruthless, right? right. Now, in the comics, it's been... Over the last couple of years, he's gone through different formation or right. transformations where you know he's more his suit is more militant and he's fighting right. anti venom. Yeah, anti venom is one right. of them. Yep. Who knows if they if they'll mention you know throw a nod to that or anything like that. Um, right. And is that going to be a drawback? I don't think the trailers look all that great, but I am still excited for the movie. I think it's I think it'll be cool. Right. Um, I don't think the trailer looks bad either. I think it could look a lot worse, and um, it could be amazing. Right. So. I'm excited for it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, when does that come out? October. October. October 10th. October is shaping up to be a busy month here. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Venom will hold off. We'll we'll do our reviews on that. Right. One. All right. What's Stay next? tuned. Stay tuned. What's next? Uh, I guess we're gonna just roll into Marvel as a whole. Um, like I said at the start, everybody at this point has probably seen Infinity War. I don't know. I know it came out. On I digital. think it's fair to say we'll give a little. Uh, warning here. Pretty much spoilers. everything is spoilers. Every, here, everything here on out is spoilers. So it, it goes without saying that obviously all the Marvel movies, it's not what happens in the comics. Um, although they use, you know, tones of the comics heavily. Yeah, we say titles that. of the comics. A lot of the Marvel movies, well, especially in the infancy of them, when Marvel Studios got started, had kind of mimicked some of the ultimate storyline. So that's right. a different universe. And Well, that's the thing. I mean, they took all the B-list characters of Marvel because that's all they had. I'm just going to segue here because lots of people, like I said, who watch these movies don't read the comics, you know? So you think... fans of the movies. You think Iron Man is B-list? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the top-selling comics for Marvel were Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and X-Men. Well, you've, certainly at... at Periods of time, like in the '90s, X Men dominated, right? right. So all, all those things dominated. Right. I mean, Fantastic Four and Spider Man were the hottest things in the '60s and '70s. Nobody cared about, you know, sure. uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Silver Surfer and stuff like that. Sure, kind of Silver Surfer picked up, 
but all that, I mean, they were the Defenders and the Avengers, and those were, you know, their, their B-list stuff. And right. that's why they had those characters was do the team-ups, see which characters worked in the comics, and they'd be like, oh, we're going to do, you know, this 11-plot issue, or we're going to have this character in it, like Adam Warlock and Doctor Strange, and not have these characters in it. And if they sell real well, sure. then we know that people like those characters, and we'll build off that. But, like, Infinity War takes place pretty much the Infinity Gauntlet storyline in the comics, because Infinity War was what happens after Thanos destroys half the universe, All right. which gets undone pretty much at the end of Infinity And I believe Infinity these are Gauntlet. both Starlin, Jim Starlin. Yeah, this is all Jim Starlin stuff <clears throat> in the early uh, 90s. Um, this is the stuff that, you know, I read as a kid. Okay. Um, so pretty much Infinity Gauntlet, it kind of takes the same place, Whereas in the comics, uh, Silver Surfer came to Earth mm-hmm. and warned Doctor Strange that Thanos is coming. In the movie, it was Hulk. Um, you know, there's just little sure, things like that. There's definitely differences. Right. right. Okay. Um, Adam Warlock is the one who kind of gets a whole team assembled and is like, all right, well, we're going to go fight Thanos. He's not even in there yet. Right. right. And that, you know, he's supposed to be in the next Guardians movie, mm-hmm. which now Disney threw away. Apparently, they're not going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians 3. Which the post credit scene of Guardians 2 was Adam Warlock's cocoon. I don't think that's set in stone. In fact, they are, I just read last night, they are in talks. Yeah, I saw that. Drax came out, uh, Dave Batista or whatever right. came out and said, if they don't use that script, I'm not going to be in it. Right. And now they're in talks to. He's the number one player. <laughs> well, it's been kind of. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to even begin to touch. Right. You know what he said on on Twitter and all that stuff. Right. I don't. I don't know. You know where to draw the line. What you. What's the right punishment, if anything, right. for that? I mean, I, we, we all we touched on this in the first <clears throat> episode. A little bit, right? Right. But um, whereas even Drax the Destroyer was changed in the movies because he he was created. For the sole purpose of killing Thanos. Sure. And now in the movies, he has, you know, a wife and a daughter who Thanos killed on his planet, which, you know, how are they going to do all this stuff? So, we'll see. I think, I honestly think at the end of the day, James Gunn's going to be back. It's been interesting to see all those actors kind of rally their support. They put out a letter that um, didn't really touch too much on what he said on Twitter, but... You know, it's interesting. I think I think that Guardians of the Galaxy three happens with James Gunn behind it, um, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But I would love to do an episode. I mean, we're already you know pushing on almost an hour here of Marvel in its entirety, like the comics and yeah. talking about all these characters and where their origins are, what they take place, and what they do. Um, I don't know if you want to touch more on it now or just go straight talk about Infinity War and what we think is going to happen. Well, let's just, yeah, let's... Because let's before the, the next Infinity or Avengers movie, there's going to be Captain Marvel. Sure. Which they're saying uh, Captain Marvel's, you know, by far going to be the most powerful character yeah. in the Marvel MCU. Which I think is awesome. Right. <clears throat> um, which all this ties into the comics because she didn't really have a place in Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, but Adam Warlock, like, how are they doing all this without Adam Warlock? Sure. They kind of, like, made Doctor Strange what Adam Warlock's supposed to be. Um, well, and, like, setting up a whole plan. It seems, the timing seems good from what what, we, what little we do know of, of the future, right? So, like, right. I don't know a ton on Thanos' um, 
race and things like that. The, the Eternals, I believe, right? Right. He, his initial thing was um, he was trying to get Cosmic Cubes, which Cosmic Cubes are like the Infinity Stones or Infinity Gems. Whatever. They're Infinity Gems in the comics. Yeah, Infinity Stones, stones right, in the right, MCU. Right. Um, and the Cosmic Cubes, which a lot of people don't know. I don't know if they're going to tie this in. The Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet only work in this universe, whereas Cosmic Cubes are made from the Beyonders, and they work in all universes. Okay. I did not know that. So Thanos was initially collecting uh, Cosmic Cubes, and then, you know, that whole plot fell apart, and then his sole purpose was to be a protector um, to help Adam Warlock not, you know... Because Adam Warlock is like Space Jesus. Okay. Uh, and his that was whole, his original name, I think, right? Yeah, it was. They wrote down Space Jesus. No, his original name was him. Okay. Um, he was created by a group called the Enclave, who kind of just made him to be this, you know, like all powerful being. Um, and then, can't remember the guy's name, but he sent Adam Warlock into um, an alternate Earth to defeat this guy called uh, Man Beast. Doesn't matter. Who's pretty much the devil. (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh, ah. But anyway, he was... (laughs) In the movies, created by the group The Sovereign and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So he's coming. Sure. The Sovereign. The the, the gold gold people. people, Right. right. So he's coming at some point. And he initially had the Soul Stone in his head, which the Soul Stone in the movies is the one where Thanos takes Gamora and kills her. Yep. Um, Spoiler. Right, spoiler. <laughs> but then, leading up to the events of Infinity Gauntlet in the comics, Adam Warlock uh, split himself of good and evil, um, making the Magus and Goddess. Oh, Magus is as bad, yep. Right. Yep, yep. And then he resided into the Soul Stone, <laughs> and that's where Gamora went and to be his protector, his bodyguard. And she, which I think is that scene where you see Thanos holding the hands. Right. right. No, uh, after where it's just like all red and it's her as a child. Yeah. And yeah. They talk to each other. I think that's supposed to be like the soul realm. You would, you would think so. They don't say anything. Right. But you, it seems like that. Maybe warlock is in there. Right. Well, he's in the cocoon. Well, maybe his mind or something is in who knows. Right. Uh, getting back to the whole captain Marvel thing. Um, not much is known about the movie. We know it takes place in the nineties. Um, it obviously going to be her origin story. So, you know, she's going to get... Yeah, you powers. see her in the Kree, like any pictures that have come out, she's in her Kree uniform. Or right, whatever, which um, Jude Law's character is Marvell or Captain Marvell, um, who's a Kree soldier, and he's in his human form, Walt or something, I can't remember, and her DNA through an explosion gets mixed with him, and that's how she gets her powers. And then I'm assuming the whole Captain Marvel movie, because Ronan, the dis- uh, accuser, is going to be yeah, in it, who's a back, Kree... Yeah. Um, so is he going to be the main bad guy, you think? But they're fighting the Skrulls, too, in that movie. Oh, okay. Which, for those who don't know and are listening, the Skrulls are an alien race who can either choose to mimic somebody else or have superpowers. So when they introduce this, things are going to get pretty crazy in the Marvel MCU because leading all up to this, you don't know who could be a Skrull and who could not be a Skrull. Right. Well, a lot see, of people are speculating that, like... Captain America at this point is a scroll because sure. you haven't seen him for so long, stuff like that. Sure, we'll see. I mean, you're diving into some awesome history there. Marvel will do a great job <laughs> of making sure it's not that crazy, right? Like they're going to 
Right. They'll introduce they, things at they, a slower pace. I just picture, like, the Marvel, like, writer's room is just, like, wall-to-wall with, well, like, I'm sure, yeah. strings, like, Charlie yeah. and uh, It's Always Sunny going crazy in the mailroom <laughs> trying to figure out who Pepe <laughs> Sylvia is. That's, it's kind of funny that you say that. There's always a cool scene in the comics the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years like, that's happened a couple times where there'll be, like, a, uh, a chalkboard or something, right? right? Um and let's say they travel, let's say certain heroes travel into the future and they meet future Iron Man, or I can't remember the exact scenarios, but they meet this character that has all these events written down of, you know, because they're in the future yet to come Mm -hmm. or, you know, that have happened in the past. And like, it kind of gives you a glimpse of like, maybe these stories that they're going to be working up to. Right. You know, five, 10, 15 years down the line. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, so many comic books, uh, like, preluded to the fact that of things to come, like the whole Adam Warlock thing, like, he was introduced, he had his tail, and then he was, like, out of the comics for like sure. 10 years. Sure. And then started coming back up with the whole cosmic stuff, um, which that's what Ooh. MCU said that they're going to start moving to is the cosmic universe. Who died of cancer? Was that Warlock? So there was somebody in space in Marvel died in cancer. They're all standing around his bed. I thought that was Warlock. I could be wrong. Stay tuned for the next remember. podcast yeah, where we talk about which cancer. superhero dies of cancer. I mean, there's Quasar. There's so many people. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Um, that actually sounds did like Did he die of cancer after he tried to use Ultimate Nullifier to Detroit? To this, this, this sounds like your... <laughs> the Space Marvel sounds like your niche here. So. I mean, like I said, this is like... I remember reading X-Men and then in like... I think these stories came out in like 92 or 93 and then I had Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War. Right. And that was like all I was reading because Infinity War is crazy because they start to be doppelgangers on Earth. Well, then there's I, you. I don't know if you read. Then Secret Wars came along. That was right, right. after I. Well, Secret Wars is yeah the Captain America. Right Skrull. or was it? There's Secret Invasion. Excuse Secret, me. Secret Skrulls, Invasion is the yeah. Skrull Invasion. Yeah, that was right after I, or right before I started collecting again. But let's bring this back around. So where do you think? Where are we going with this after Infinity? What do you think is going to happen in the sec- in the Well, second? I think Captain Marvel, um, spoilers for Ant-Man 2, you might want to fast forward the next five minutes. Uh, Ant-Man 2, doesn't matter. The Quantum Realm was introduced in the first one. Um, in the second one, uh, he ends up in the Quantum Realm. Um, they go back and Janet get- Van Dyne, the original yep. Wasp, like says, wife. one, watch out for Time Vortex, which could play into the Time Stone. Um, and two, he gets stuck there. Right. So I think that Captain Marvel, the movie, has to end on something to do with which a big part of the comic books is an area called the Negative Zone. Um, and that's where Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, uh, gets trapped. <laughs> but then Rick Jones, which Rick Jones is like this side character, but he's kind of important. He's the reason why uh, the Hulk is a Hulk. Because he was in the way of the All gamma right. radiation and Bruce Banner pushed him out sure. of the way. So I don't know if they're going to introduce Rick Jones. And then uh, Captain Marvel gets stuck in the negative zone. And then he tells Rick Jones that he has to go find uh, these bracelets. I can't remember. Something bands or nega bands. I think they're called nega bands. <laughs> and then they have to like hit them together. And then one of them has to be in the negative zone for a certain amount of time for the other one to exist in the real world. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, that kind of sucks. If, if you're like Rick Jones, just a regular dude, and you're like, all right, well, fuck, Captain Marvel wants to be in reality, so now I have to be stuck in the negative zone. And then he's like, 
okay, be done with the negative zone now. Can we come back? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to have to, that they're going to try to incorporate that with the quantum realm. And maybe that's where Captain Marvel is. Because like I said, we were watching it and uh, like the post-credit scene of Infinity War is Nick Fury. The introduction uses, uh, of Captain Marvel. Space Beaver. Kind of, uh, and it displays. Right. And Kyle's like, did he call some type of sweater? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that does look really stupid. Right. right. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, is he contacting her? Is she in deep space? Is she a in pager, the negative zone? A pager that can transcend time. Right. Well, it's from the 90s, right? Right. So that's where oh, I suppose, yeah. they're weaving it in. So yeah, is she supposed to be, you know, out in space doing something? Is she supposed to be right. in the negative zone? Are they taking out negative zone and saying, you know, quantum realm is our negative zone and that's where Captain Marvel is and she's going to get Ant-Man out? But See, then- I think everything you're talking about is all fine and well. I just think, I think, and I'm maybe wrong about this, but I, I think it's going to be a little bit more straightforward than that. I don't think they're going to introduce Rick Jones, super crazy concepts like that. Like I just imagine everything you're talking about. And then like that being in Captain Marvel and like people's heads exploding right. in the theaters. Well, it's going to start to explode because with the introduction of the scrolls, and now you're going to get more involved in the Kree Scroll War, right? And I mean that's a good if they want if starting they want off that. point for the X Men. Just because um, she's a mix of well, what is she a Kree mix of Kree and, and, human. and human? Right. Doesn't mean they can't. So maybe the Kree is the big next big th- Thanos. You know, you never right? Know. Well, like I said, and they you still know, burn it for. They're going to start years. doing the. You know, it's been ten years right. since they started. And, you know, they could do yeah. ten years of cosmic stuff and feels like a lot longer than ten years, you know, doesn't it? Eternity and the Living Tribunal, <laughs> which have huge implications on this whole thing sure um but they might not include all that stuff yet so what we know is that infinity wars is going ends to on that down note is infinity wars ends with the captain marvel yeah well the end credit scene everyone spoiler alert everyone disappears we do know that after the second infinity war there is going to be an eternals movie all right there will be a spider-man movie that which takes the eternals place. are like the ultimate high-powered, like, characters. I could have swore that was Thanos' race. We can talk about that next time. But, um, the, there'll be the Spider-Man, um, not, not Homecoming. What is it called? Far From Home. Far From Home. Thank you. And that's going to take place minutes after the end of Infinity War 2. Right. Which, we can assume Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is obviously going to be a movie. And that's really, I think, all that we know as far as, like, guaranteed. Right. Slave the I mean, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a Black Panther film at it's some point. Probably Doctor Strange too, and then another Doctor Strange. Um, right. I think they're going to move further away from their old characters and start doing new cosmic stuff. I think, without question, because the original topic we want to discuss is what's going to happen at the end of the next right, Infinity War, and I want to talk about how Infinity War ended. So Thanos yeah. got all the all the stones. stones. Snaps his finger. Half the universe is gone. Disappears. Sure. Or half the population of the universe is gone. Yep. It's either A, because the gauntlet gets destroyed after he does that. So if they want to take... It looks worse for wear when he does that, yes. So if they want to take bits from the comic, which in the comic, after all the series takes place and then they revert the universe back to how it should be, um, somebody, a, a person called the Living Tribunal... Um, it makes it, it decrees <laughs> that all the infinity stones can't be used anymore. Okay. And then do you they, think the living tribunal will show up? And- no, but I think that they're taking that tone, that plot point and, uh, saying that because after that 
the, the Infinity Gauntlet gets pretty much destroyed right. because they try to use it again. So I'm thinking that it has to do something with the Time Stone because Doctor Strange freely gives it up and he, you know, yeah, yep, he I knows. did 14 million. Yeah, he know, obviously knows that this is the only way that this outcome. Right, so he kind of gives it up freely. So did he, you know, take it to the future? Um, and then because you see, there's been really set photos, and I try not to look at this shit, but it's hard not to. Right. Where Iron Man is back at the first Avengers Battle of New York, and he's got like gray hair. So he obviously yeah. there's some time travel involved. So is it that Doctor Strange altered things and Iron Man uses the time stone to change things and that's why it breaks because, you know, right. it's not the original stone, it's an altered stone and they can't all be used if they're altered because it only works in this universe. That's interesting. Or <laughs> my other thought I don't is know because if that's Thanos uses the time stone to reverse time and put vision back together. And put the uh, Mind Stone back together. Is that what breaks it? Because he altered time. Why would he want to do that? Well, at the end of Infinity War, when he Scarlet Witch kills Vision, blows up the stone, then he reverses time and reveals a stone. Is there something where you know that's not allowed, and that's it's not the it's not the original stone, so he uses a different stone. I see what you're saying. Right. He uses an altered reality stone, sure. and that's what breaks the gauntlet, so it can't be used anymore. So you think there's going to be a huge play on these altered reality stones? Well, everybody's kind of hemming and hawing because they're like, oh, they're just use time travel, and that's going to be lame because they're just going to use time travel or the glove to put everything back to normal. And that's going to make for a lame movie, so I feel like they, like, you look and the gauntlet's destroyed, so they can't use the gauntlet right. again. So they're going to have to fix everything using a different method. My hopes for it are, and this is, you know, I don't know much about the future with the Eternals and Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 if Warlock shows up, whatever. I'm just basing off what I've seen in the movies. We all, we know that something is going to happen, right? Like, you can assume that either Robert or Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. or Captain America, or Thor, someone's maybe not going to make it, right? Right. I just think that this is the perfect time to... I hope that they just go all in. If they want... Um, the, the crazier, the better for me. Right. Like, if they do away with, you know... I mean, in the comics, I'm not the hugest fan of Captain America. I think he... I love the X-Men. They are by far and away my favorite. Captain America's always boss them around. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes Captain America just kind of rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> I would hope that if... You know, I, 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 and I think Chris Evans does an awesome job. Uh, as Captain America, but I would like to see it, it, it take some sort of sacrifice and new heroes coming, you know? I I am not afraid of an entirely new Marvel Universe after this, um, and of certain, you know, people that we... They've run their course for me. Like, I'm, I would be fine seeing another Iron Man or Thor or Captain America, but I don't need to see that. So, you know, I want there to be a lot of sacrifices there should be to eliminate Thanos and then we'll see kind of where it goes from there. But do they eliminate Thanos? Because is Thanos necessarily a bad guy? I mean, this is a whole separate thing because in the comic books, you know, he's portrayed differently. In the movie, he's portrayed as somebody who is, you know, more earnest. Um, You know, he believes he's doing right in this. Um, He thinks he's doing it for a just cause. In the comics, he's just doing it to impress lady death because he's in love with her well i think um, where it's a part of his ego and then this one it's more right that's a huge part in the comics but i don't think over the course of thanos's lifespan in the comics has it always been solely 
oh, for no. later right. death, you know? Right. No. Um, um, he's always got ulterior motives. He's I always trying to do something. I think it would just be too weird. I think, I think, you know, again, Thanos has been with us for the better part of 10 years in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, right. Um, so I think seeing him as some sort of good guy or something, or they use the gems and weird shit happens and it's in, not a new universe or whatever, but a, a new but timeline. It, I'm, I'm thinking that it could evolve into something like don't kill him off. Don't do the usual superhero thing movie and just kill off like your best villain. This amazing character that you built in this last movie. Right. Just for some sort of crowd pleasing or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I'm not saying ending. they have to kill him off. I think what would be cool is I, I'm okay with them closing the chapter on him. What, okay, so you know what would be cool I for want me? him to be included in the Boy of the Future stuff. Become think, a part of the Infinity Watch. I think it'd be cool if, let's say that they, whatever, they solve whatever problems they have. Right. Thanos just goes away, they don't kill him, which is really extremely almost impossible to do, right? Thanos is. It's very, it's very hard to kill him. Well, unless you're reading the comics where he, spoiler alert, right now, seemingly dies from the hands of Gamora. Right. But um, I, I think it'd be cool if, let's say, ten years down the road, they're facing some other next big bad, and they're like, "Who do we have to turn to to help us?" And then Thanos comes along. Which also brings up other things mm-hmm. is because that scene, the how the movie ends with him, you know, like in a farm field mm-hmm. on whatever planet. That's how Infinity Gauntlet ends. Okay. Pretty much is the same thing. He's like a farmer, but it takes place like six years in the future. So that scene could also be a part of that. It could be in the future. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see where they take it. We have a lot of theories. Uh, my brain hurts just from talking about it. Um, what are we at here for time? Yeah, we're at an hour. Oh, we're only at an hour? Yeah. Okay. Uh, trying to think of some other things I want to wrap up. Um, you said something funny about Captain America and his morality... Compass. It's just him being ego. a dick to the X-Men all the Rick time. Jones also called him out for having a big ego in the comics. <laughs> it just gets annoying to me after all. I don't bring Rick Jones! Bring me to start a petition. Hashtag Rick Jones. You know what would be the ultimate finish to Infinity War 2? Um, if the ultimate savior is none other than Howard the Duck. Right. Well, I mean, he was in. He was the post-credits scene. He was, yes. Yeah. I want to see... Howard the Duck is one of my favorites. Do you know movies. a lot about Howard the Duck? I know that he's from some duck planet. I forget the name of it. But do you know how... Uh, and everyone's ducks, and he gets transported to our world. And then he sings, He meets that pretty 80s lady, and they sing, Howard the Duck. So the story of Howard the Duck is dun, 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 he was dun, dun, created, dun, dun. and then they wouldn't <laughs> let this the guy who created him use it. Okay. And then he wrote the storyline that essentially had to kill him off, but then he... <laughs> It's crazy how this guy invented Howard the Duck and then was able to write him into his own universe yeah. <laughs> using Marvel's money and then started different Howard the Duck universe. It's crazy to Howard the up. Duck and uh, what is it, Spider Ham team up yep. and take Thanos down. That's right. what I want to see. Are you to see into the Spider Verse? I I am. Well, that's another we can. We should probably go see that and then talk. That about looks it super stuff. awesome. I'm very excited for that um, because the trailer. The negative cool. zone has to do with. <laughs> Another thing real quick here. Uh, I'm going to end on this. Uh, this has nothing to do with Marvel, but I saw Batman Ninja. I didn't see it. I was so excited for it, um, and it was really strange. I thought it was I thought it was fine, but it was the, the art was amazing on it. The, the visuals looked so cool, but boy, that storyline is, is, is weird. So we'll talk about that next time. 
Um, thank you again for listening. You guys tell us what you think uh, the future holds for Marvel. We do one oh, wait a minute. Greg's got one more thing. You. Don't turn off. Uh, we have to plug Hero Quest. I'm going to talk about Marvel more, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll save it for now. I'll try to collect my thoughts, and I think we should do like an episode on kind of like a timeline of Marvel. We could do that. For like people who don't necessarily know. Uh, because like I try to tell all my girlfriend this stuff, and then I just like I did on the show, just go off on all these right, tangents right. about everything. We're gonna have to have some structure, to right? I'm gonna have to put like this. <laughs> We're gonna have to rein you in, right? Um, <laughs> one thing I want to start doing is fan messages. Do we have some? We have one. No shit. Uh, it's from a friend of the show, Brody. Brody, hey Brody. Brody, by Hero Quest. <laughs> so Brody says No Man's Sky 10 gigs sure. is worth it they finally offered multiplayer but that has something they promised at the beginning of the game No Man's Sky next right um, the concept of the game is great a universe that just keeps on growing uh, pretty much saying that the universe that they made is kind of crap because it's you know just algorithm based sure. it's just creating stuff from a computer's mind, not a human mind. Either mm-hmm. it keeps on growing and growing uh, as you go through it. It's great, but they oversold their product, um, lied to their fan base for two years. So is Brody? Is Brody just bitching about? No, yeah, this is it's quite a long message. <laughs> I try to pick and choose. Well, that's that's kind of par for the He's course pretty, for that game. That was right. a very decisive game when it came out. It looks like year a year later, what is a year to the day or something, or two years later. I don't remember how long ago it launched, but it looks like they finally are delivering on the promises. Um, that were that they were kind of trying to get during launch, right? Right. He's saying, you know, he is he he's done with the fact that it was like a side project that you know a group of guys did um, and made a game that they wanted to make, but they pretty much oversold and underpromised. That was uh, or overpromised and undersold. I don't remember the whole thing, but that was a when that game came out. Um, Jeff Keeley, who is a extremely uh, respected video game journalist. He does this, used to be the Spike TV Video Game Awards. Now it's, right. now I think they're just called the Video Game Awards. Um, and it's like kind of like an online only show. The, he had been hyping, if I remember correctly, he had been hyping up No Man's Sky oh, yeah. quite a I bit. I remember that. And then when it released, um, I forget how this story goes, he kind of took him to task on, on the game and, and kind of under-delivering. Um, there was... I can see the the head developer of, of No Man's Sky playing his day, but I don't know his name. I remember a lot of back and forth between those two. I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of like a uh, kind of a big thing in the gaming world for a little bit. Um, I had never played No Man's Sky. I always I read a lot of previews on it, and I had made up my mind before that game came out that I didn't think it was going to be what other people were thinking it was going to be. It looked just kind of like a simulator simulator game that right. you know and for the most part when it came out i remember i was hanging out with a friend who was playing that game and i watched him play it and it still didn't look right. that interesting to me i mean it, 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 it the looks, whole concept is cool it is cool yeah um the concept is cool but again you know that's that's a classic i think example of maybe folks just being pushed a little too much to deliver something on time that wasn't ready right right um i know cook game yep so um so they took the two years and they made the game what they should have made it in the first place. And from what I see now, from everything I've been reading, like people are very receptive to it. Uh, people 
are liking and playing it again. Yeah. And it sounds like it's kind of catching a second wind. So even though it del- I think it deleted a lot of people's progress, <laughs> well, so they updated it. So they had to redo everything. But good for them. You know, like uh, uh, in that situation, I am always, I would always rather have, we could be, we were talking about Red Dead Redemption. Right. We could be on October 24th. And if they come out and say, hey, we're delaying this till next February, of course it's going to suck. Right. But I don't, you know, I, I don't care. I'd, I'd rather just have it, have them take their time. You know, if it's an outrageous delay where it's like three, four years or something, right. I'm like, what the hell? Well, I think that's subject to like a AAA title like Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, Andromeda. Where right, had it so was many. pushed and pushed and pushed to be released because right. they took so much time making it. And I, at the end, I ended up loving that game, but... When I got it, I played it for I don't know a weekend. Well, there's and like a I'm lot like, of inexcusable bugs in this, game. right? Then and then I like, didn't play it for like a year, right? And, and then just, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna play it. I and then I got it. into it, and then like I said, I right. finished with 89 hours and 100 percent completion. I only played the first I don't know hour of that game, yeah. and then I stopped. And I want to finish it. I just it just didn't. I mean, put once me you in. get to like the third planet, it starts getting good. Yeah, so once you reach like 30 hours. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mass Effect is a weird one. This is what I'll end on. Mass Effect Andromeda for me was a weird one because like it, you know, went to a totally different galaxy, right? Um, and there were so many things that I just, I loved Mass Effect so much right. that I didn't want to let it go. I wanted right. more shit in that universe. And they uh, said apparently it's not done. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. But anyway... You guys, thank you for listening. Um, tell us your thoughts. Get at us on Facebook at Ready Fight uh, on Facebook. You can just search it. You'll find it. Ready what Fight it, Podcast Ready on Fight Facebook. On, Ready Fight Pod on Twitter. On Twitter. Ready Fight Podcast at Gmail. Yes. And uh, if you're on Podbean, or Podbean, search Ready Fight. You'll find us there. What do you want to talk about next week? Next week. Or two weeks from now. We'll see. Either next week or two weeks from now. Um, what we can talk, we were going to talk, uh, but for the sake of time, we want to talk about Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, we're gonna be playing Madden. Madden. Um, We'll be checking that out. We happy uh, few. We happy few. That's pretty cool. I don't know if we'll play that. We'll kind of read and watch some watch some stuff on it and kind of talk about it. I don't know it if any cool. movies come out. I'll figure some out. Maybe we'll just pick a movie to talk about. You're talking about the Meg. I don't really care to see that. But yeah, 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 I just thought it'd be something to make fun of. We'll see what happens. Maybe I can talk a little bit more about Batman Ninja. I really want to talk about that. Cause no, I can watch it and we can talk about that. You can watch it. I, don't, I was. I, I still don't know what to think about it. It was definitely cool, but it was just well, fucking I mean, weird. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, thanks been... to David for the intro song. Yes, David. Uh, everybody yeah, listen to the Tape Benders. <laughs> Go see their shows. They're based out of Milwaukee. Um, tape Benders? The Tape Benders. How do they get that name? I don't know. <laughs> they bend tapes? Maybe we should have David on to explain sometime. This David game? He must make that banging intro, bro. <laughs> I think the last game David probably played was on Wonder NES. Boy. Wonder Boy. Yeah, nobody's played that Wonder Boy. <laughs> uh, get at so us if there's one. any topic you want us to talk about. Um, thanks, Brody, for the question and the topic about the No Man's Sky thing. Yes, thanks, Brody. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, keep checking us out. I am working on our Game Fox website again. That's Game Fox F A W X. We're looking Game probably Fox. Game Fox Game 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 Fox Fox Fox. We're probably looking <laughs> at about uh, another month away yet here. So a um, month? It's gonna take a while. I've got big plans. So uh, be excited. Keep on the lookout for that. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, play some games. Thanks. Bye. Bye.